Welcome to the True Face Podcast, where we have conversations about what we can learn from what's going on in our lives. My name's Robbie Engel, and I'll be your guide as we learn how to increase trust and experience grace. I am super excited for you guys to listen to this newest podcast because we have a new friend of mine who I just got to hang out with uh, a couple weeks ago. Which is a unique gift because she is from Cameroon and gracing our presence. She's in the States for a couple weeks, got good Zoom internet connection. So we said, Della, you got to get on the podcast. Della, welcome to the True Face Podcast. How are you? I'm doing good, Robbie. Thank you. It's an honor. It's a big honor for me to be here. So Della is from Cameroon. She's got a doctorate in strategic leadership uh, with an emphasis on like global consulting from Regent. Uh, she's got a couple yeah. masters. She, her dad's a pastor. She was raised in a Christian home. And she is, is passionate a believer to see this gospel spread throughout Africa, throughout Cameroon, throughout the world as many leaders that I've met uh, she is the Africa leader and Cameroon country team leader for Leader Source, and she's the founder of Me For Real International, uh, which is an organization that helps people discover discover their purpose and equips them to live it in their generation. Um, and Della and I get to hang out together because she is now <laughs> my boss. Uh, she is a, a new board <laughs> member. Uh, for True Face, which we are honored to have her as a board member. And we had a board retreat a couple weeks ago, and Della got to come hang mm -hmm. out with my family, and she brought chocolates and sugared up my kids, so now <laughs> they love Della. But Della, uh, tell us about... How did I do on the intro? What did I miss? <laughs> Man, I'm sitting here going, who is he talking about? But yeah, I was like, okay, Barbie, <laughs> just do your thing. I think you did great. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. You're thinking, who would do all that schooling? Who in their right mind would get all that schooling? Who in their right mind, right? Yeah, I, I my do. thoughts exactly. But yeah, <laughs> um, things that the Lord leads us to do. So tell us, so you you founded Me For Real, Um. Uh, how, how many years? Give us some context for Me For Real and that ministry. So Me For Real was born out of, I call them my teenage struggles with identity and meaning. I, as a pastor's kid, the, the expectations on me were just overwhelming when I was growing up. And to make matters worse, I am number four in a family of six. And mm. so I was the invisible middle child. And it almost always felt as if I was living in somebody's shadows, either my father's shadows, my big sister's shadows, my big brother's shadows. And so from a very young age, I, I, I questioned my identity. I questioned the meaning of my life, my purpose. Why was I here? And I, I sought the Lord about it and tried to get help from other people <laughs> to pro in processing this whole thing. It did not work. And so literally I got to the place where I said, okay, Lord, you are going to have to help me figure this out because I don't want to live a life as the daughter of a reverend pastor or the younger sister of this person. When you strip all of these away, who really am I? And mm. that began a journey of, of self and purpose discovery, which I believe I'm still on today. And it, it was when I was getting clarity and finding freedom in my uniqueness, flaws and all, and this is, this is this, you know, flaws, so many of them and all, and yet finding the freedom to live that reality 
uh, unapologetically <laughs> in, as my own person that I started wondering if other people felt the same pressures, if they wrestled with the same questions. And yeah, eventually that's what became me for real, um, just helping people to find themselves in the Lord and be happy to be who the Lord has made them and follow him on the adventure of a lifetime, pretty mm. much. Come on. Have you, uh, what's your older sister's name? Joy. Have you talked to Joy about uh, how she set set this in motion of having to live under her shadow? Have y'all walked walk through that? A lot. We <laughs> had a conversation. We've had a few conversations about it. And the funny thing is, she didn't realize it. Of course, she didn't realize it. I was the one sitting in behind her going, huh, she's, she has it all figured out. I'm going to be like her now. And, you know, I told the bar is so high. But I look back and that was just joy being joy, right? And here was Delphine trying to be joy. No wonder I was so empty. I didn't have any any peace at all. And, and life was such a miserable mess that it was when I was walking down that road. Hmm. So, so the identity thing, like it's just so much easier. Like to, to we need, we, all of us have to ask the question, who, who, who really am I? Who, who, who am I? Right. And so in that, who am yeah. I? It's way easier to go. I'm like, when I was in middle school, I was on the Greensboro Rovers club soccer team. So I'm like, I'm on the Rovers. Mm-hmm. Like, and then, you know, mm-hmm. then I'm a Gator, you know, um, SEC right. out there, fans, sorry, Ivy League of the South. Mm-hmm. It, it's the Ivy League of the South over mm-hmm. here in the States, the University of Florida, Della, just okay. to let everybody know. Oh, um, Ivy League of the South. You know, well, thanks for like, you know, educating me. me. Me and Tim <laughs> Tebow, you know, somebody's got to represent Florida. Um, okay. So, so <laughs> okay. you know, it, and then it's, you know, I'm this or I'm this position or I'm the husband or the wife of, and I'm, these are my kids and or I'm not Joy, or I'm not my brother, mm-hmm. Zach, or I'm not my dad. I'm not the attorney, my dad. Right. You know, whatever that is, positive or negative. Why Why is that, mm-hmm. that we um, that that we have to wear this identity piece and why we... And where do you see most people um, attaching that identity, especially in Cameroon, culturally? What do you see over mm-hmm. there? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think a lot of it is the search for significance mm. um, and and just recognition. Cameroon is such a, <clears throat> a community oriented society that most of the times you are somebody because of who you're connected to or who mm. you know, you know, and and so. In that, in that reality, the individual very easily gets lost in community. And so that you, you have people who function very well as the so-and-so of so, but when it comes to their authentic selves, there is nothing there. I have, I have friends like that who have, who have um, suffered maybe a job transition and they cannot literally is like, who am I? And a lot of this is happening right now, even when it comes to marriage, I have, I know examples of people who are rushing to get married because they too need to be the wife of so-and-so or the husband Mm. of so-and-so and that that doesn't exclude me right this is my reality these are pressures i have always dealt with right from a very tender age and i had i made my own share of of attempts to grasp onto what i thought would give me meaning what i thought would would give me something to live for 
and it was exhausting it was very very exhausting and i thought you know what i don't want to do this i don't want to be this person and mm-hmm. that's why the, the the original good news or the message of true face for me was so liberating because believe it or not performance is built into the cultures that we all come from yeah. in my family with six children to get attention you had to literally outdo yourself and outsmart everyone else to be like ah, have that spotlight shine on you and even at that only for a very short time you know and as the, the the individuals who crave belonging that we are that's an exhausting life to keep up with and that's where mm. i was mm. i would find myself i literally got sick i mean this is not for me when i talk about this i talk about it with so much passion because i have experienced the gravity of the situation my physical health broke down mm. literally and i i there was this window of about 4 to 5 years where i had four surgeries and these wow. were major surgeries and i look back right now and of course the medical profession has their explanation of what was going on but to be honest with you i think my body just got tired of the performance wow. and couldn't hold up with it couldn't keep up with it any longer and it's um, it's amazing that it was in the middle of that dark place where the lord had stripped me of because surgery has an impact on you like physically yeah. when you come out of a surgery there are some things which you could do that you just can't do it because your body is just weak and frail it takes it makes time to build up that energy again and for me the lord that that's how stubborn i am right because one surgery couldn't do it it couldn't bring me to that place of i surrender mm. you know it had to take four successive surgeries where it's it was almost as if i look back right now and it seems like okay the lord was watching me going huh you want another one huh okay let's you know until i got to that place it was after that fourth surgery i was lying flat on my back in the hospital bed and just really tired of being tired of keeping up with the performance mm. then the lord had my attention then some of these liberating truths started making sense awesome. and then i walked into my freedom you know and and that's why for me this 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 issue is is not a light issue because i know that literally some graves are populated right now with people who are who just got tired of the performance thing and their bodies gave way and yep. recovered from that all right so here's what i just wrote down in my notes first of all that internationally uh it's a pretty common uh in us cameroon american me you we all have this search for significance that so yes. who am I is, is really a question of what am I significant? Am I? Who am I? And in that, it's yeah. most comfortable and most natural to find that in external sources. You said mm-hmm. in that external sources, we will find that sense of significance or that sense of meaning. And that leads to exhaustion and that right. that, that will wear us out because it's is it why does it why does it wear us out and lead us to exhaustion that search for mm-hmm. significance from external sources to give us meaning mm-hmm. so this is it right with external sources it's almost as if the bar is always shifting right i'll take my example my big sister was the bar for me and she would attain something 
and then I'm working hard to get there, she's still living, right? Mm. So by the time I get to where she was, when I decided to follow her, she's achieved a new thing. So the bar just shifted. And suddenly I have to start all over to work again. So that's the problem with external sources. Hmm. The bar is always shifting. It's almost like you work so hard, you want one car. Okay, yeah, you got it. And then suddenly you yourself, you're like, huh, that the significance and the value of it, it fades so quickly in, in once you get there. And then suddenly there is a new bar. And this this bar, I have to say, it's not only set by the external forces, because in the case, my sister wasn't saying, okay, I'm going to exhaust her. She's going to have to do this now. No, she was just being her, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and I was setting this bar for myself. And so when you're looking to external sources, you're always inadequate. It's you're, you're wanting to reach on, to reach up because you feel less than. And when you manage to get there, you're always going to see something. That's why a very wise man, I don't know who said that, has said, never compare yourself with others as long as you live. There, is, there are always going to be people who are better than or less than you. If you compare, measure yourself against those who you consider are better than you, you would feel inferior to them. And if you measure yourselves against those that are inferior to you, suddenly you're haughty and proud and arrogant and that never works either, you know? So that's the danger of trying to mm. find validation and meaning in external sources as opposed to, hey, <laughs> I, I just am loved, right? Mm. I didn't do anything to be loved. I can't do anything to not be loved. I'm just loved. I mess up. I fall. I struggle. I do all of this, but it doesn't change who I fundamentally am. My value doesn't rise and fall on what I do or how I do it. And there is just some peace that comes with that. There is just mm. some, I don't know. There are words to describe just the contentment and just the freedom mm. that comes with that. I tell people all the time, if you focus too much on you, who who you are and how, how because of what the Lord has already done for you, you might end up, you know, being unduly conceited and, and, mm. and even proud, you know? And that's why the, the, the grace message is so important because it strikes that balance. It doesn't say I am valuable because God died for me. It says, no, he, no, it doesn't say, he died for me because I'm valuable, right? It says I'm valuable because he died for me. Mm. So then the the, the foundation of my value is not in myself, but in him. And, and that is the, the bar that never shifts. That is the bar that remains the same. Him, his love, his work, his everything, his grace, his mercy, it remains the same. And that's a bar that because of his love and his mercy and his grace, Thankfully, he draws us into and then gives us the right platform to be able to be the people that he calls us to be. So external sources are going to wear us out because they're constantly moving. There's always something that we can latch on to to strive, which is just overwhelming and exhausting and will lead us to potential physical yeah. breakdowns and surgeries. And in some of us who are super stubborn, maybe like four surgeries before we get to a point of <laughs> surrender in that in that or more <laughs> in that brokenness and surrender that was that shift for you to look internal and but you just said mm -hmm. internal there could be two different ways of going about that internal 
if I look at a foundation of my value of what Robbie is, can be, I, I could just, that could be just a self-actualized, arrogant, like, I yeah. am the center of the universe. Robbie, look at me. See, I'm looking for internal sources of validation. And I, so I just reframe to think right. I'm just amazing uh, instead right. of external. That is just as messed up. Um, but the mm -hmm. subtle shift of um, God not dying, uh, Jesus not dying because I'm valuable. No, I, I'm. you said it. How did you say it? <laughs> I want to make sure I get this one right. <laughs> That the power of the gospel is. Um, uh, Go ahead. Yeah. So so I said, he didn't die because I was valuable. I am valuable because he died. That's right. So internally, I can't yeah. <laughs> gain a value a value for an identity because that will always right. come up wanting. But because exactly. he died for me, then I yeah. become something that is incredibly valuable as a son of God, not because of what I've done, yes. but because of what he did. And exactly. now who he, oh, who yeah. I am with him because, because I'm righteous, right? Which is grace. Yeah. The fact that yeah. he imparted his righteousness on Absolutely. me and I'm a son of God. Right. So yeah. thanks for, uh, that this, this message um, is so significant and so critical. How do we stay rooted in that and, and stay, mm -hmm. you know, wake up and renew our minds to that truth? Because my struggle mm -hmm. is a lot of times I'll wake up and get pulled back into external yeah. validation, get pulled back oh, into yeah. trying to prove it. So how, how do, mm -hmm. how do we stay in that, in that healthy spot of internal validation found in Christ, not in mm -hmm. Robbie? Yeah, I think I think the key is growing our union with him and seeing him for who he really is. I'm like you. It's a fine line between performance and authentic living, right? Very easily the things that, that we do, the, the reason why we do the things that we do can very quickly change and shift from doing something because of who I am versus doing something to prove that this is who I am. And I know that 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 that, that temptation is something that I struggle with. In fact for me, I find that even now, you know, and that's sometimes it's the temptation is to think ah, she has it all figured out. Now she's perfect. No, I am still on that journey. You know, it's kind of like what what the cure talks about the room of grace versus the room of good intentions. It's very easy to to walk from one room to the other and not even realize that you've switched rooms. Mm -hmm. You know, that was mm -hmm. the big realization for me. When you look back and suddenly realize, oh my goodness, I'm still doing the same. It looks the same outwardly to everyone, including me, but the attitude of my heart has shifted. The place of, of, of origin for this thing has shifted. And I think that is the heart check that we all need to be doing it is the heart check that i don't think i do enough of mm. uh which i i believe i need to do because like Anne graham lord says every time we see god for who he is the shift we always make a shift to me you know like you yeah. can it's easy to go oh you guys need to know this you need to know this you need to do that but when you see the lord and encounter him for who he really is suddenly you see yourself 
mm. in the weakness that you are, in the brokenness that you are, in your need for him. Mm. And that is what keeps me personally in check. And, and that's what I believe will keep all of us in check if we just keep seeing Jesus and seeing the Lord and seeing even his grace for what it is. You know, we live at a time when this message of grace is very easily misconstrued, very easily misunderstood, very easily taken out of context. But I believe that not losing sight of who Jesus is and cultivating humility you know the, the 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 disposition of our hearts is very key to remaining focused on the right things all right i don't know if y'all can hear my typing of my notes i hope you can't because that's that's good so i i, I hear you saying when we you know to avoid the natural predisposition that we get pulled into the more we can see god as he is then in mm-hmm. turn we see us as we are, which is right. dependent and in need of the greatness okay. of him. And right. that then we see ourselves rightly before God in a position of dependence. And out yes. of that dependence and need, then that is a posture of humility where we can trust God to be for us who we are not in and of ourselves, which is right. abiding. Yeah, that is the abiding that he has made possible this relational yes. reality that's made possible. But, but I, what I loved of what you just said, which I'm thinking through right now and, and going to be thinking about the rest of the day is how critical that position of dependence is, um, of when we see him as he is, we see ourselves of which we can only see ourselves in a place of needing him to show up uh, because of who he truly is compared to who we truly are. But a lot of times I wake up not depending on him because I wake up going, okay, I got this. Here I go. And really my actions will show my lack of dependence results in a lack of abiding in a way that really speaks to my, pride that says I don't need you God because you've gifted me and I'll spiritualize it you've gifted me with all this stuff so I'll go about my day and it'll be for your glory but am I really dependent on him well when I see him as he is like you just said man that changes everything it's a foundation um yeah Della we could do this all day um I don't know what your schedule looks like but this is fun (laughs) (laughs) it was we did this it was more fun uh, on my back porch processing, um, but I'll take. I I'll know, take, right? I'll take Zoom. <laughs> the uh, so a, a lot of times uh, we we invite guests, and and you you've gone there to your stories, but um, invite us. In, do you have anything uh, that you have learned or in the process of learning that you would like to invite us into and share with us? Mm-hmm. You know. I I have in the past few months been amazed at just the the power of the message of grace mm. and the power of a right estimation of myself to accomplish the purposes of God. Mm. You know, many times it's it's easy and for me especially it's easier for me to be vulnerable and and honest about what I am not and and not so vulnerable 
about what I am. Mm. And this this has been the biggest challenge, still is for me really, because the Lord has put me in leadership roles within the past few months where I need to acknowledge that in His grace, this is who He has made me. And, and it's not all, it's not all bad. <laughs> it's not all, oh, poor, you know, because, and this is, if I don't even think I have the right words yet to describe what I'm trying to say. I hope somehow you can understand what I'm saying. But this realization that God is just as honored in me using the things that he has given me to the full capacity as he is in me acknowledging that I don't have anything from me has been and still is a big a big tension you know to hold because it is in acknowledging that okay the Lord has gifted me in this way that you can easily slide into okay I'm this important I'm this significant but on the flip side of that it is, it is my capacity to acknowledge that although this is the gifting that I have received from the Lord, I can't function in it without Him. That brings that gifting back to Him. Hmm. My tendency has been to overemphasize the nothingness of me, the emptiness of me, the yeah just just what i am not in order that god can be something and so what i'm learning right now is that god being something is translated through the gift because it is the gift of the holy spirit that we receive he god making his dwelling place in my heart and equipping me and and empowering me to be and do certain things and so that for me is something I'm still processing with the message of grace and something I'm still learning in, in on this journey of authenticity and vulnerability and just plain openness to the work and the, <clears throat> the, the, the things of God in my heart, especially in my role as a leader mm. and giving back to the Lord that he might be able to use that in ways that only he can uh, because that's what scripture says. I mean, you go in there and you see the things like in the first Peter passage where the Lord has given us the things that we need, you know, this, this heritage, I guess, is what I'm still, I'm still scraping the surface of trying to fully understand the richness of who I am now because of Jesus Christ and the work of God and his love and his grace in my life. And it, I think it's something that I'm going to keep learning as, as I grow and as I go perhaps for the rest of my life. Yeah. That's a tricky one. Uh, yeah. That's a tricky one of the source of our confidence. Mm-hmm. It, it, I hear you. Say, and I don't, I don't like the, you're saying it's easier to be vulnerable about about what you're not for you and mm-hmm. as you've been living this me for real leadership of identity and understanding that stuff it's easier to go what i'm not versus mm-hmm. the strengths god's given you in his grace mm-hmm. and being unapologetic but confident about that yeah. not i are you saying not 
confident because of your gifts, but confidence in the gifts God's given you and the leadership roles Mm -hmm. God's put you in so that Mm -hmm. you don't have to have false humility and be unnecessarily apologetic or Mm -hmm. diminishing yourself, but confident in who God made you, not by taking credit in your own efforts. No, no, no. It's him and the blessings he's given me and his grace and his strength. But with that, that's okay. And you're going to live into that and be praised and and almost worship him through the strengths Mm -hmm. he's given you because of the, the source of the confidence. Yeah. So thank you for rephrasing that like you did, because as you were saying that something came to my mind, which I think captures what I'm trying to say. Grace submitted to changes us and it grows us. And as we are being changed by the grace and growing in the grace, our our humility includes recognizing the work of grace in growing and changing us in order to remain in a posture where grace can continue to mature us into who God is making us or has made us to be. And I think my tendency has been going back to that zero point where I began this journey and knowing Mm. This is who Della is. Della does not do that. Della, da, da, da. And remaining there and being quick to fall back there to say, okay. But it, because if this grace doesn't change us, if it doesn't grow us, if it doesn't make us better, then go, it's not God's grace, right? And so I think for me, I mean, this process of trying to wake up to the reality that there is indeed progress as we mature Mm. maturing is a process and as we mature and as we grow up we will by the grace of god see some positive results Mm. as we continue to submit to the lord and we need to acknowledge those and thank god and celebrate them and remain humble knowing that like scripture says that he who thinks he stands must take heed lest he fall you know so that's that tension holding that in the balance in, in that in that healthy tension so that we are we are not closing the door to what the Lord wants to do or is doing in our lives oh, that's good so Della so I'll, I, let, let's let's uh, build on that just for a second and um, so it would be like me as a brother saying Della it is amazing to witness your leadership strengths, your passion, your conviction, your gifts, and how God mm-hmm. has honored that um, to have you have so much impact internationally through your different roles and positions and board involvement. And it is amazing how God, God's faithfulness and grace results in growth and maturity. And you are a model to that, mm-hmm. to me, of where you have come from to where you are in that dependence. Mm-hmm. And his grace is, is praised and glorified and evident in that maturing. Because his grace and, and in right. your dependence, you will mature and that will look more like Jesus. And that's not something to apologize for. That's evidence of right. how he is the yeah. real deal and the Holy Spirit of, is in your life. Grace. And that's right. probably harder yes. for you to receive than yes. to, 
to and to own and to be thankful for yeah. than the yeah. vulnerability. As I said all that, right? Yeah, I'm assuming it's harder yeah. because I'm even washing your face, and you're like, ah, it's le- <laughs> it's less comfortable, and that's your it, it, that's what you're saying. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Well, and and yeah, I feel like we in doing that. It, it, off the right foundation of what of who mm-hmm. he is in you and the fruit of what he's made possible in our maturing that's yeah. a worshipful thing like we it we is. just praised our father by you receiving that and me being yeah. able to say that and me being able to see that in your mm-hmm. in you yeah that gives him glory mm-hmm. not Della it glory yeah. it's it's no, right he's real and what he does yeah. in our lives is transformational and you're and and it's evidence Absolutely. of his glory and yep yeah that's awesome yeah. I, I that's a hard one yeah it's much harder for me which yes. is why i'm glad i got to do that to you and not back because it would it's it's uh I know. it's such a good <laughs> principle though and it's so sensitive and dangerous feeling it because is. it's such a yeah. thin you know it's a one degree separation between the source of our confidence yeah. but it, they're completely different it, you know it's such yeah. a subtle difference but it's wholly different Right, which you're which Definitely. you're articulating really well, Della. This is so much. Oh fun. no, you you are you are articulating that better. I'm glad we had this conversation because I process verbally. So hearing you say some of those things, like yeah, yeah, that's really what that's really what I was yeah aiming at. So yeah, it was just more fun mm-hmm. for me to put it into practice to see if you to to help you in this process of learning for further uncomfortability yeah. and the difficulty of learning these things. That's pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> Della, I am uh, so thankful for you. And how how did you come across Trueface real quick? How long have you been involved with the ministry and come across it? I have been involved with Trueface now since 2012. I I was, it's a funny story. I'm not going to, let me give you the short version of it. I went to Fuller Theological Seminary. Uh, that's the school that Bruce also graduated from. And while, while there, I worked in the Office of Student of Development and calling alumni to ask for student scholarship money is one of, was one of my jobs, yep. one of my responsibilities as work. So on one of those days, I called Bruce <laughs> and I was like, hey this is who i am can you give us money basically and he gave he and janet gave very very generously but then he he wanted to know more about me where i came from and all that so that was that was my initial connection and we've had many conversations ever since that's amazing that's so bruce you call him asking for money he gives and then he's like hey so tell me about your life and then it's exactly. all. Um, so tell us, uh, you have you have been a key part of High Trust Leader course, uh, and yeah. you you led some of those. You're on some of that. Uh, you you did some of the teaching on the High Trust Leader course. Tell us about your plans for High Trust Leader course uh, mm-hmm. in in its spread in Africa going into next year. What do you what do you work yeah. on? Yeah, so I, I want to see more leaders um, wrestle with these truths and encounter these truths. Um, and, and in the way, the systematic way that, that it is presented in the High Trust Leader course. And so uh, my research in my doctoral program was I used the High Trust Leader course in my research. So I'm basically reconnecting with those who went through it. And a lot of them have been reaching out to me, asking me, hey, how can we use this? I have such and such, this team, can they go through it and all that? So my goal and my desire is to expose more leaders in Cameroon, where I live, in Uganda, where some of the participants are, in Zambia, 
in Liberia. In fact, my goal, my my dream, is to see all of Africa exposed to that. And so we are we are working on, have been working on um, an offline version because internet is always a challenge uh, for for most of these African countries. And so getting that and looking forward to January, which is when we shall be doing cohorts with with other leaders i have taken even leaders on my leader source team uh, through this course and i i can see the significant difference that it made in our trust for one another our relationship our team our team dynamics and so yeah that's the that's the goal to see more and more people uh experience these freeing and these life-giving truths of, of grace that is awesome. Yeah, ability to trust. It's going to be fun seeing what God does through those African cohorts launching in January. Um, if you're listening to this yeah. podcast in Africa, uh, let us know. Mm-hmm. We'll hook you up with Della's teams uh, leading these groups. And <laughs> if you're in the States, we have cohorts of what she talked about uh, launching in yeah. January for High Trust Leader course. And um, Della, thank you for joining us. And uh, the the... The internet was a little spotty from our side, not even your side. And so as you guys listen to this and felt the Zoom internet bug, we all know what that sounds like. You heard it. But this was so awesome and that I could not stop it. Uh, and we had to keep going. And so thanks uh, for being a part of the True Face team, Della, and representing in Cameroon. And you are traveling back in a couple of days. So Pray yes. for safety. God bless what Della is doing with me for real and leader source and continue to be her source of confidence and identity and continue to leverage the Amen. incredible gifts that you have given her and that you, mm. who you are in her, which is our source mm. of confidence and keep uh, mm-hmm. helping the ripple of what you're doing in and through Della expand because we are thankful. Amen. We have access to mm-hmm. a cool God who in his righteousness changes who we are and Della you are evidence of that which is awesome I am thankful for you and glad we're now friends and uh, me too (laughs) see what kind of trouble we can get in if take of spreading this message uh, to people because it is a message of freedom and man do we need it we're a tired world right now it feels like you're awesome, Della. Thank you. And thank you for listening to this podcast. Share it, like it, subscribe to it. And thanks for being a part of the True Face team. See you, everybody.